0: Filmed at Universal Studios, Florida, where you can ride the movies.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Laser Comb Podcast. Co- the uh, uh the show where two 90s brothers comb through classic television with a fine-toothed laser. I'm one of your hosts, Neocal cal the Beast. And I'm your other host,
2: Axel Siege, up on stage right now, ready to give you some smooth sounds and some smooth reviews. We got a real great show planned for you tonight, brothers.
1: W.M.A.C. Masters.
2: They're the world's greatest martial artists competing for the ultimate prize. Olympus. The Machine. Superstar. Red Dragon. Great Wolf. Tiger Claw. Yin Yang Man. Tsunami. Star Warrior. Turbo. Their quest, reach full Dragon Belt, then go for the Dragon Star itself. The World Martial Arts Council presents WMAC
0: Masters. don't have enough
1: villains, if you ask me.
2: Not enough villains. They need, uh, we need to get Marty Skrull in here to be the villain of WMAC Masters. And I keep wanting to call it WAMC Masters. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I have to stop myself, I'm like, no, it's WMAC, not WAM, Not WMAC?
1: Yeah. we're doing Womack masters folks episode
2: Wumack.
1: what episode are we on 56 56 56
0: of laser comb podcast.
2: Wumack. 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 Okay. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> if you're just tuning in because the thumbnail grabbed you this is what we do on laser comb podcast we watch a random episode of a random TV show, usually given to us by our patrons,
2: but sometimes the month is themed, brother. Times, but this time it's a Patreon pick. This is a pick by our longtime patron and listener, Jared. Shout out to Jared Ranger 64 in the house. All right, <laughs> so he chose
0: WMAC Masters. Yeah, this is no a show,
2: arts competition uh world martial arts uh council, I think or council. committee something like that
1: I have never heard of this a day in my life.
2: <laughs> I have never heard of this either, and let me tell you, this was on when I was ten years old, and if I had seen this when I was ten years old, I would have been all over this shit brother
0: this th- This feels like this should have been from a oh man, this would have shaped my my childhood so much if I had found this this would have been my jam
2: yeah th- this feels like off-brand like Jean-Claude Van Damme and Power Rangers together <laughs> right. and uh, with a te- with a d- dash of American Gladiators
0: and yeah in the competition that it's set up a certain way style but with the like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat like characterization of the contestants yeah
2: even right that they even do the like like uh idle animation when they're about to ma- match up this it's quite amusing <laughs> uh
0: and you could see the influences of this show
2: oh absolutely yeah i i'm right. i'm actually surprised this isn't the saban series because it feels like a saban show
0: so for anyone wondering the long short is that wmac masters what about the short long brother okay that's what we're here for (laughs) the short long is wmac masters okay now do the short round a whole it's a fictional show where a whole bunch of martial artists are in a contest yeah and the characters they're playing are actually them and they have relationships and rivalries and stuff like that so it's kind of like a more like fictional storytelling of american gladiators like it right. you know how they have character names this is the best there's even a
2: guy named fucking turbo in this show you're goddamn right <laughs> and
0: uh they have drama like in and out of like the competitions and the competitions are exactly what I wanted them to be, right? They're like fighting putties, and <laughs> and um, the competitions end up like with little health bars at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Um, what else am I missing in the show? And then it ends up being two of the fighters fighting for each other's medallion at the end. I, of the
2: I was really episode. hoping Hakeem was actually a cyborg.
0: I, that's the thing and not just playing
2: like and, one. And,
0: so it kind of blurs what is and isn't real on that because I was actually hoping it would be like fighting style cyborg like Jax right but no it's like fighting style kickboxing and he just wears that outfit when he's out fighting and I'm like why then what's his story like why does he wear right. the cyborg gear it's fucking rad but like
2: What's the in-world story for why he wears it, right? Um, speaking of fighting styles, on the, the Wikipedia page for this uh, show, it has a uh, uh, a listing of martial arts uh, disciplines slash fighting styles. The top one is Goju Ryu, which I have actually studied when I was younger. Mm, I have not. Yeah, I've done a lot I, of uh, different
0: kickboxing and wrestling.
2: Yeah, I made it to... Uh, what color of belt was I? I was the next one above yellow belt or no, I was a yellow belt with a stripe. So it's like you're a white belt and then you're a white belt with a stripe and then you yellow belt and then yellow belt with a stripe and then something else. So I made it to I a yellow no belt. I have no idea. I never touched a like
0: the striped <laughs> stuff.
1: Huh. Seems one of my electro spikes came off and got stuck in my hair ow well shit dog really fucking sharp
2: <laughs> <laughs> those are it's sweet all gloves, the price by the way. to
1: pay i'm playing the beast so yeah, it was just sweet
2: gloves by the way
0: yeah i just like pulled them out of like an unopened
2: like spirit of halloween uh yeah. i dug i dug out my bullet bracelet that i got i uh, was
0: gonna go and look for my real like actual real like leather and like spiked and stuff like that and i'm like i'm already way behind (laughs) we we are the first thing i could find in my in my larp trunk
2: so there's one thing i want to mention about this show uh also let's let's talk about what we're watching we're watching uh episode 20 overall which is the seventh episode of season two uh bad blood now I had mentioned last week that this, at the end of the last episode of the laser podcast, that this show kind of skirts the lines of uh, the, the rules in a way it feels like, and that's how it felt when I read the, um, Like what the show was about actually watching the show i'm like no this totally fits
0: this fits this fits more than anything we've ever
2: (laughs) reviewed but it does kind of blur the lines in the sense that it's presented as being like a like a real like american gladiators type competition show and in fact the character names in the show are actually their real names and they're real martial artists but everything is extremely scripted
0: oh their character names are their
2: actor names yeah yeah they're it's all their real names
0: okay so but when they're performing they're using their like wmac masters like
2: yeah yeah, so like they they, uh like the machine uh they his name is uh hakeem and they even call call him hakeem in the show and like um uh michael bernardo is turbo and they even like refer to him like they show his name as being michael bernardo so uh, this show does kind of blur the lines between like reality and scripted television but definitely fiction though it's definitely fiction yeah um now here we, we we've talked about this before on various different uh podcasts that we we've done where it's like, as we're recapping the events that are going on, we, we can't really recap fights.
0: That's why I, I lingered and I stayed in character so long. Because at because the risk of this episode being 10 minutes long, yeah. ninjas descend from the rafters, they beat the ninjas up, there's lots of roundhouse kicks, and then like, uh, Bam wins. Or then this guy wins. And then there's there's even a cage match. But the thing is, like, we're not live like commenta- commentators. My, my God, the machines descended from the rafters with a
2: baseball bat. That would but, have actually been a fun way to review this. And maybe that's something we could look at in the future. I'm actually... <laughs> it would have been a better
0: for once. And I don't agree with the live commentary thing it it would be good for it it would match this
2: yeah totally right um, yeah and so we talk about the characters and, and yeah. so where i was going with that is like we've said before that like it's hard when we're recapping the events of whatever we're watching to talk about fights because ultimately we'll just sound like a couple of seven-year-olds being like yeah, and th- and then he like, then he punched, then he punched him in the face, and then you know he fell on the ground, and then he like did a like he he jumped up to his feet and then did a roundhouse kick, and like he completely kicked his ass. And then Liu Kang did the bicycle kick, and he he held
0: like like he held medium kick for five seconds and let it go, and he went whoa 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 whoa
1: whoa whoa.
2: That sounded more like Mario. Whoa
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa 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 whoa
2: Yahoo! And when he fell on the ground, he was like, "You're such a stupid head." And he's like, "No, you're a stupid head." And then he like kicks him in the face. But then they went to go bow to each other, but one of them didn't bow because he's the bad boy. Yeah, because because he's the bad guy, right? So <laughs> uh and so this is literally just an entire episode of a television show of just that. Yeah. And but
0: watching it, that's not a bad thing. It just doesn't lend... It,
2: it doesn't lend itself to to our shtick and our uh, formula. To, uh, to analyzing our... the plot. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. There's nothing bad about that. No, no. I, I had fun
0: watching this. This is, this is fucking great. I cannot <laughs> believe. I cannot believe I didn't know this existed. Right? Just like, like... Oh, man. Just the character design is so good, too. And I like their little PSAs. Did you catch a little PSA at the end who's like, hey, yeah, I was, I we're was still all professionals. And
2: I, I was actually going to insert that into uh, this cut a, off. episode of the podcast, but it gets cut off and I'm like, oh, and dang. it's
0: like, uh, I, it was actually, what year is this? Because they actually talk about, yeah, they actually talk about like, um, uh, like not ableism. What's the word I'm looking for? But he's, he's basically like, hey, there's a lot of people with different like physical like limitations on the show, different like skin colors, different there's, like men and women on the show. And, and like that little like PSA at the end, who's like, hey, it's cool to promote health. It's cool to defend uh, others who can't defend themselves. It's not cool to judge people based on their gender or their skin color.
2: Or because they talk different
0: from you. Or because they talk, and then it... it or, hey, yeah, it was, or a, it was a good talk different from yeah. you. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good, like, really good message. I, I, I was half expected. And remember, winners don't use drugs or so, something like that at
2: the end. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was disappointed that it got cut off at the end. But yeah, the, there's... I don't know, I, I like that. And this was like
0: 15 years before... Sh- before shows really started doing that, shows can be inclusive, but I don't quite remember in a show PSA is like that, right? Yeah, so uh, I, I really dug that. That that's cool. Oh, and all the messages whenever like the <coughs> the warriors like reconcile. Hey man, I broke the rules back there, and I I kept fighting after the ring, but I swear I didn't hear it. No worries, bro. And they like shake hands, and the camera zooms in on there.
2: <laughs> okay, so there is a little bit of drama that's going on. Yeah, uh, uh, the machine is fighting someone. I can't remember who, and he takes a little too far. He goes, he he gets a little too brutal, and even after like the fight is over, like he throws another punch anyway. And everyone's like, "Bro, what are you doing?" Even though the ref that comes out with like a, a glow stick is like, "Hey, hey, yeah, the fight's over." And also, in uh, Turbo, is in a fight with someone and uh he ends up grabbing a weapon and the announcer so this show has like a has like a a voiceover like announcer guy just like a like uh, you would see in like a video game or something um he grabs a weapon and the voiceover announcer guy is like illegal weapon use but he still wins and i'm like shouldn't that be a disqualification i think it just
0: it wasn't a disqualification because the warrior he was up against uh, disarmed him, and then they continued fighting without weapons. Mm. But as soon as you grab for a weapon, you should you should be out.
2: Also, he, is it he, that he's he's got the title belt? He's got the title belt. The ref is distracted. <laughs> oh, oh. AEW World Champion MJF just hit uh, 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 Orange Cassidy in the face with the AEW Championship, and referee uh, Aubrey Edwards didn't see it.
0: Now, the athleticism of the the men is superb, as was anything from the 80s and, and 90s, um, but the choreography... I thought it was going to get very repetitive, kind of like. Um, and I love Power Rangers, but like Power Rangers, you know, you can only watch them beat up the Putties so many times. But no, they're they're mixing it up. They all have like different styles, and camera zooms in whenever they... There's one point where they both kick each other at the same time. Yeah, and they look down, and there's like a a boot print in both of each other's on both I of saw each other's that, yeah. chest,
2: and they dust it off <laughs> they dust it <laughs>
0: off and then like square up again <laughs> oh god yeah and this yeah the the in between um i can't really tell what the in between drama was in the backstage <clears throat> where it shows people training and talking and they're in their normal clothes they're in their civvies right um But there's something from a past episode something to do with someone's brother not quite sure
2: yeah so
0: oh who is and then guile comes in with his like camouflage and he's like ladies ladies keep that healthy competition
2: in the cage save it for the arena is this the, uh, the, who that's the Jean Claude. <laughs> I was going to say the like eighties, like porn star looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> Who's like, like a clear- little bit
0: too old, but right. Like just like 45 ish, but still doing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but is clearly supposed to be like some kind of like uh great value. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme.
0: Yeah. Great value. Jean Claude Van Damme breaks up the behind the, uh, behind-the-scenes uh, drama. And then we never see him again, and then, like... Um...
2: He's also the 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 shot of him just, like, kind of standing there, and, like, a- after, like, everyone else walks off of frame, he, like, does this weird... He looks to the side and does this weird, like, smirk. It's a sign oh, of a bad he's just actor looking... right there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not...
0: He's just looking at someone else randomly in the room, but because the camera doesn't show who, it's just... <laughs> it's 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 once you watch it it's very obviously fiction (laughs) yeah yeah um charismatic bastard but yeah they watch the shows like they're part of like the production right (laughs) so it's not quite like mortal kombat where mortal kombat it's all real this is they're purposefully putting on a show of some sort
2: I find it interesting that um, during the battles they have uh, ghost ninjas which are just like nameless fighters wearing like ghost face masks who will show up and battle which this is what I found interesting they'll battle the two combatants while the combatants are fighting each other and then and then eventually the announcer will be like ninjas vanish ninjas
0: leave the battlefield yeah and then That's they cool. just disappear into hidey holes. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it's cool. It's a and it's... they're just
0: there to whittle down the the HP like a little bit, right? Yeah, they're not there to change the entirety of the the match. And indeed,
2: in the last match, um, which is a big like dome cage, it's like a hell in a cell. It's a hell in a cell. But a dome!
0: But it's dead or alive in the sense that the dome is elect electrocuted. Oh yeah, yeah, right yeah and the um (laughs) but the ninjas the ninjas have electricity proof clothing so they can't get shocked by it and every time one of the fighters knocks into it um their opponent gets a point right because that exists right It... (laughs) 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 it doesn't even seem like they're being shocked so maybe i just filled in the blanks wrong Maybe I just imagine it should have shocked them.
2: Electricity-proof clothing.
0: Yep. Uh, the ninjas all wear rubber. Ah, it's there the most go. quietest of materials. <laughs> <laughs> just a ninja in a gimp suit <laughs> squeaking. Wait, wait, wait.
2: <laughs> Ooh, now I'm quiet. <laughs> oh my. And next, we got. <laughs> okay, now now we're starting to get into like now we're my, getting into we're, we're getting getting into my fetish territory. We're getting into Tarantino films here. <laughs> back on
0: <laughs> back on track. Uh, when they make their entrances, they're very much like WWE entrances. Yeah, right. Like smoke. They've got assistants that escort them. Some of them come with a. There's like a a, a metal dude, right, who comes out and like a uh, turbo. Yeah. Well, it comes out with, like, a staff and, like, a
2: a leather vest. And I love how they show off a bit with their weapon of choice. They don't use them. And this is where uh, WWF originally borrowed this from. Like, that was a thing for, uh, like, big, like, high-profile, like, prize fight boxing matches. That was a thing. Like, big, elaborate entrances. Like, someone would be...
0: All the hype men around them and people of note. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So and by the way they're all clearly actually martial artists like
2: (laughs) yeah yeah like i was saying earlier like they they're They're not
0: like the best of the best right but like man they are jacked and like they actually know how to use like a three-section staff a bow staff
2: i I, looked up a couple of people who were on the show and a couple of them are actually like olympic medalists like olympic uh uh competitors there we go yeah
0: man Billy Johnson and what is it turbo when they enter and one of them has like blue black lighting turbo and Johnson comes out in like the wrestling, like not quite wrestling. It's almost like a, a silk kimono. I was going to say boxing, like kind of robe he's doing flips and he's got these two swords and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, this this must've been dangerous (laughs) even though it's choreographed. Right. And it's scripted and all that, like, People got hurt on this show.
2: (laughs) I'm sure. Uh, So here's the thing. I like this show. I had fun watching this. But as I was saying earlier, because it's literally just like people like fighting, I don't really have a ton to say about it. How dare you? Well, Beyond what we've... Other than that, it's just cool. Yeah. Like they've got little like
0: stat screens. It's like michael bernardo turbo like after the commercial break and stuff it's like height 510 they all have different like um symbols weight 169 man i'm like 50 pounds heavier than the heaviest dudes on this so i'm just saying even though i'm not as cut as these guys my signature move isn't a double spin and strike though so i'd probably lose but what i'm saying is you know how there's backyard wrestling yeah Backyard, Womack Masters. (laughs) We
2: We, can make it happen. Yeah, we uh, just uh, start our own uh, world uh, of martial arts.
0: I didn't see anybody using nunchucks. And I'm in a chair, so I can't use them, but I've already got my character here.
2: Uh, It's because nunchucks were banned in the U.S. at this point.
0: Oh, (laughs) But they're so cool. Are they banned here? Uh, I I think they're banned, like, they're, like, uh, what is it, tethered weapons are illegal.
2: Like, you can have them at home and just, like, play with them, but you can't, like, walk around. Right. Uh, I I was watching a, uh, I I discovered this YouTube channel recently called uh, Secret Galaxy that does these, like, kind of, like, long form, like, 20-minute, like, um, video essays on basically the stuff that we talk about like shows that we grew up with and they did uh uh i was watching one last night about teenage mutant ninja turtles and they were talking about how shortly after the first live action film came out uh nunchucks became banned (laughs) which actually prompted me to re-watch uh the that first live action tmnt movie last night it's good yeah really good Holds up quite well. I absolutely... I the one where Shredder
0: falls in a garbage truck?
2: At the end, yeah. Give me uh, foam, rubber suits, and uh, animatronic... Uh, 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 remote-controlled animatronic uh, mouths and faces. Give me that any day over CGI.
0: Yeah. We're from a different era...
2: We, so believe we it or, believe, we, it or we not. Yeah. <laughs> believe it or not,
0: yeah. Believe it or
2: not, I've, uh, I've. Uh... Fuck, give me stop motion over CGI most of the time. It just it, and here's why. I was thinking about this last it's night. Not that we even hate CGI, but let no, us it's rant. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's not that. It, yeah, it's not that I hate CGI. It's there is a very tactile look, like you can tell looking at it that it's a real thing. And that's what I like about those old, um, those old like foam and rubber lighting
0: is real. The weight is real. The person, the stunt man jumping around and kicking and, and shit is real. Like it's, that's what I like about those, you can
2: feel it. (laughs) That's what I like about those live action, uh, TMNT, uh, turtle suits is because they look like things that are real.
0: I was a, um, um, in charge of part of a, a daycare. When I was younger and yeah. part of me was make part of it was making um sure they went and got exercise uh the kid like you know like young kids like under 10 they went and got exercise they got popcorn hydrated and then movie right right and um one of the ones that the the parents didn't want me to show but I ended up showing them anyway uh was uh, the labyrinth oh yeah yeah I still um, need Jim to watch Henson. that someday yeah um and because it was too scary or like whatever uh the kids ended up watching it and um they ended up really liking it but it kind of blew their mind because they didn't understand that the things weren't real because it was all jim henson puppets yeah and practical effects except for when there's special effects but all the characters are, are puppets and animatronics like the trolls and the gnomes and stuff and they thought it Oh man, they, they loved that. And they were like, oh, like how, what, how did they make these? Like, oh, how come this looks real? It's not a cartoon. And yeah, they were like super interested. So I like to think that I introduced young Gen Z uh, kids into seeing, hey, like things, newer things aren't always better. (laughs) Some things like age, like really well. And yeah, a few of the kids ended up getting their parents to, like, buy the, the Blu-ray for them. Including one of the parents who, like, forbade me from
2: showing the, the movie, so. What you're saying is, eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that, it's a, that, that, it's a, that's it's a cool, musical,
0: though. right? It's a musical, it's a coming-of-age story, it's got Jim Henson puppets, like. I watched it when I was, like, six, but I can't show it to, like, ten-year-olds.
2: Well, Jim Henson uh, did the Jim Henson uh, Studios or Jim Henson Productions did the uh the animatronics for the, it, the animatronics Ninja Turtles. and the puppets. Th- they did that. For, well, they also did that for the the Ninja Turtles in those live action movies yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Henson Studios, yeah. Absolutely. It was still around. Oh yeah, in still around. Studios, I I think yeah. his uh, his son runs it now cuz he he's he passed away a long time ago, mm-hmm. but um I think his son runs the studio now. But alas, the machine is not a real cyborg. I <laughs> you know, very disappointing. Uh, can you imagine Casey Jones in this show? Right. <laughs> oh, So uh, on the subject of the Ninja Turtles movie, um, I, I, I was five years old when that movie came out. And um, like, I remember it coming out. I remember it being in theaters. And I even remember my mom buying me the soundtrack on cassette tape i have a casey um, jones t-shirt <laughs> the um the 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 soundtrack like the the cassette tape was pink it was bright pink the tape itself was bright pink and the cover was like a shot of new york with like all the turtles eyes like poking out from underneath that manhole cover Peeking up from a manhole cover, yeah. Um, <clears throat> So when I first saw that movie when I was 5 years old, I was all I was all about Leonardo. I was like, "Oh, Leonardo's so cool. He's the leader. He uses swords. He's great." Watching the movie at 38, I'm like, "Fuck, I'm I'm so like vibing with Raphael." <laughs> I haven't watched it in a long time. I wonder who I'd vibe
0: with, but I was always uh guess who my favorite was? Michelangelo. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> skateboards nunchucks loves pizza
2: i mean they all love pizza but he 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 has that like california like surfer dude like thing going on that like you see yeah like that that the very like bill and ted like california like slacker type he feels like the 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 youngest yeah yeah even though they're all supposed to be 16. also he's just easy going yeah,
0: they're all teenagers, right? But he's just easygoing.
2: But yeah, I definitely uh, watching the movie now. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I definitely, uh, I vibe with Raphael the most. <laughs> they're like, kind of like miserable, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, kind of like aggro <laughs> of the the bunch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's me.
0: <laughs> Interesting. What if I told you that all their weapons are complementary, of improving, improving who they are? So So, how, how does his, uh, how does his sigh? So Leonardo, um, he's got the two swords, right? And he's peaceful. He usually doesn't like what to find. So he must show restraint, right? But he also must show, uh, like discipline being the leader. Yeah. Which is why he has the two swords. Uh, Mikey needs to focus. And he needs to. And so he has a very technical weapon that's hard to master. <clears throat> so he needs to concentrate more when he's fighting. Uh, Raphael, because he's the most aggressive, he's given the defensive weapons
2: the size. Right? Also used by uh, Electra.
0: In, also uh, Daredevil. used by Electra
2: which uh, the Daredevil comics were the Frank Miller run of the Daredevil comics were a direct inspiration for the Ninja Turtles.
0: And uh, even right down to brilliant. them,
2: uh, Donatello and his bow. Don, Don Donatello staff. and the staff um,
0: is very simple. And he's like the inventor and he's into technology and stuff like that. But to master complex things, you must master like, things in its simplest form. The mm-hmm. most, and I always liked that kind of character design.
2: Interesting, I never really thought that of their that, weapons of that are
0: meant to counter and counter their personalities and and improve them uh, through
2: discipline. And interestingly enough, Splinter, the master of them all, uses no weapon. He fights with his hands and his fists. Or er, it his re- hands and fists. He he fights with his uh, ha- uh, fi- hands and feet and tail. <laughs> Maybe a headbutt here or there. So, yeah. Also, Shredder, the evil guy, is, like, wearing, like, armor. He's got a mask. He's got, like, spikes and, like, blades all over him. He, and he'll use anything at his disposal. Yeah. Including, uh, in the second movie, drinking an entire canister of ooze and becoming Kevin Nash.
0: <laughs> well, Big that's sexy himself. When you, <laughs> when you drink an entire canister of ooze,
2: you become Kevin Nash. Anybody yeah. does. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Nash is, uh, out of all of the people who are part of the, uh, the click in, uh, what was known as the click in WWF before him and Scott Hall, like pieced out to, um, to WCW out of all the people I- involved in the click Kevin Nash and, uh, X-Pac are not the ones that I would have expected to become the most like level-headed and like progressive and like cool of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Like no, uh I wouldn't need me me either. Follow them on Twitter. They they have some they have good takes on things. Oh, okay. Especially for like like old older older uh dudes in a very uh very hyper masculine environment that is pro wrestling in the 90s.
1: Hyper masculine.
2: Anyway, I don't really have anything else to say about uh, WMAC Masters other than, yeah, it was fun. Other I than it. that, it's like, fun, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but what we do here on uh, El Laser Comb is... Uh, oh, there was no luchador guy. It would have been fun if there was a luchador. El <laughs> Laser <that's>... Combe. <laughs> El Laser Combe. <laughs> no way, hombre. Uh... We, uh, we ask Siege.
1: You just caught an episode of WMAC Masters.
2: Will you tune in next week? Well, this is Axel Siege reporting in and telling you that after spending some good time, like a real long time, watching WMAC Masters today for our good, uh, our good buddy Jared and longtime Patreon subscriber, I'm gonna say that I had a great time and that I would watch this again, especially if I had seen it when I was 10 years old in 1995.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to show my partner this. <laughs> like I, like we legit might watch this.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, so I I say I I would tune in next week. I I, I realistically like I I'm probably not gonna watch any more We're busy of it. People, but new stuff. Uh, yeah, but, right. But if I had seen this when I was ten, when it was originally airing, like I would have been all over this. Right. I, I, I wish I, I had. It, though. I wish I had seen it in 1995.
0: All right. What and, about you? Uh, what about you? It's a girl? big old. Tune in next week for me. So yeah. I I enjoyed it. I can't actually wait it, to show It's a big like, old
2: witness me, brother. It's,
0: <laughs> I do kind of got like a Fury Road vibe going here. You do, yeah. Minus like the shirt just make me like really pale, black in the eyes.
2: <laughs> it's funny, you've got uh you've got like a Fury Road thing going and I've got an Axl Rose thing going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kinda. Yeah.
1: And together we are
2: Fury Rose. D- <laughs> I was gonna say, and together we are El Lazor hom- <laughs> Combe, brother.
1: Lazor, Combe, Lazor, Lazor El Lazor Combe Hombre. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's our uh, that's, that's our stage. Uh, tag team name el Lazor <laughs> con- Combe hombres there we yeah, go there we go <laughs> we got there i would oh. i would melt in one of those
2: things we could uh, we could put Keep on putting the... my
0: hair in one of those masks and tying it around my face
2: uh, I don't we, know how people would do it we could um we could be the uh, the, the modern version of the uh, con- el conquistadors Wearing the, like, white morph suits and, like, masks. <laughs> that was a hilarious... So there, there was actually was a tag team, like, I think back in the, like, late 80s or something called uh, El Conquistadors. And they wore, like, morph suits. Um, and then, I think it was the late 90s or early 2000s, Edge and Christian were feuding with the Hardy Boys. And uh, Edge and... I think Edge and Christian were, like, suspended or something. So they showed back up to challenge the the hardy boys as el conquistadors wearing the wearing the morph suits and then it became Uh, this like
0: looking at them now
2: it became this recurring gag for a while that like that like they were denying that they were the conquistadors and in fact i think uh times where they to to prove that they weren't the conquistadors they had like other people wear the morph suits and i think if i remember correctly it one of the times they did that it was actually christopher daniels and frankie kazarian who ended up like going on to becoming a legendary tag team in tna slash impact wrestling and in ring of honor wild and they're and now in aew
0: anybody being like, man, these guys are talking way too much about like wrestling or what did we go off? We talked about a movie for like a while. This is is for a particular (laughs) follower on Patreon and trust me, he likes those (laughs) things. So
2: yeah, I'm uh, looking at
0: them here. That's commitment to a bit. My friend,
2: I know it was great. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully um, uh, Jared, you're, you're enjoying all this, like, kind of like off the cuff, like
0: did they? how did they miss these guys when when was this
2: i think around like
0: 2000 maybe oh just as i was kind of weaning off right just as i was falling falling off the the wrestling bandwagon
2: yeah i i, I was, I was running into out it. of attitude <laughs> I, I was into it all the way until 2006 and then i mm. kind of just stopped at that point for a full ten years until getting back into it in 2016 when I found out that AJ Styles, a guy I really liked in TNA, was in WWE and he was gonna be wrestling John Cena at SummerSlam. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch I'm gonna get the WWE network and watch Summer grab some beer, grab some fucking (laughs) coconut, some very like Canadian like like basic like lager type beer i'm gonna get get an eight pack of kokanee and sit down and watch Summerslam. and then i since then i've been back into pro wrestling we're back in black anyway that was episode 56 of the web p That was episode 56 of the Laser Comb Podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb L-A-C-O-R-C-O-M-B We're at the single $5 tier. You get commentary tracks, you get preamble audio, you get our news and current events program, LaserComb Tonight. There's 38 episodes of that to date. And you, much like Jared did, you also get to pick a random or show for us to review a random episode of on this very podcast. So if you want to get in on that go to patreon.com/lasercomb. follow me on Twitter at lasercomb. cal you are at I am at neocal neO underscore K-A-L
1: on Twitter.
2: We next week we are continuing on with our Patreon uh, sponsored shows and we are getting to we are going to be reviewing a pick from our longtime listener and patron, uh, bemused horseman. Oh, <laughs> and one of the shows he pitched us was a, show, was, was, was a show called three, two, one penguins. What? Uh, yeah.
0: Three, two, one penguins.
2: Three, two, one penguins. Uh, I'm not even going to bother doing the screen share thing because zoom keeps crashing oh, yeah. every time I do. So, um, three, two, one penguins had a total of 27 episodes. So one going to the old trusty random number generator, one, Random number between one and twenty-seven, and here we go. So this is uh, season two, episode two, the Green-eyed Monster. The Penguins visit a small planet divided by a picket fence round the equator and populated by two factions of sheep, each of whom wants to conquer the other side. Two factions of sheep. All right. Well, buckle up. That's what we're that's what we're reviewing next week. And until then Are they space be- penguins? I certainly hope so <laughs> I think they are <laughs> uh, Until uh, <clears throat> uh, Until then I've been one of your hosts The Siege Axel Siege And I'm your other host
1: neo The Beast
2: Thanks for listening. We'll body slam you next week, brother.
0: Well, that's our story from Gladiator Arena, Los Angeles, California for Larry Zonka. I'm Mike Adamley. See you again
2: next week for more exciting semi-final action.